What's going on, everybody? Welcome along to the Modern Era Soccer Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Ryan. Uh, joining me today, as always, is my co-host, uh, my League One liaison, Jacob Wheeler. Jacob, what's going on, man? How you doing? How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. I'm happy to be back. I want to wrap up the installment we got going on. Yeah, so today we're just going to talk about um, who our top five uh, Major League Soccer teams are going into this 2021 season. Uh, obviously, this the the season is coming up less than a month, April 17th. Um, we're gonna get uh, they're gonna get underway, and uh, I can't wait for it. And I think these top five teams that we've picked, Jacob, all have a decent chance of uh, of going very far into the MLS playoffs. How about you? Absolutely, I was gonna say these top five are gonna be some serious playoff contenders coming next fall or early winter depending on how you look at it but yeah you want to start us off yeah i'll start us off i mean i'll just i'll just go ahead i mean let's let's talk about and we're going into your neck of the woods jacob we're talking about uh new england i mean we're both new englanders but well are you a new englander up there in new hampshire oh yeah oh, yeah, yeah so we're, so we're both new ham we're both uh new englanders so um, and we, you have a little bit of ties to New England. Um, I can you tell before we start with our our number five, uh, the New England Revolution? Uh, just tell us a little bit about your experience with the Revs. Oh, uh, I think it was probably back in early high school, maybe even middle school. My dad started buying because I was big into soccer. He started buying up some seats, and we got. It was one year I went to probably six or seven Revs games. He bought me like a packet tickets for Christmas and got to pick up games I wanted to see. I picked out games where I knew the New England was playing some big opponents because I'd be like, yo, it'd be cool to see Michael Bradley play or whatnot. But it was like, it was fun. It was fun. Foxborough is an interesting venue for soccer. For soccer. It's <laughs> like 10,000 people for a 50,000 person stadium, but it was still fun nonetheless. You got the, I forget the name of their supporters section that would always be going the entire game. It was, it was fun for being in New England for, for soccer, but yeah, I love going to it. Yeah, I they. Try and, go, go ahead. What? Go ahead. I want to try and get into going once I graduate, and I'm probably going to be heading home. I want to go to a couple games this summer. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. They are having fans. Yeah. Foxborough will be having fans this season. Yeah, I've always thought the Reds deserved a uh, a stadium for themselves. They they attract a pretty big audience at Gillette. Um, I, I think Robert Robert Kraft needs to kind of invest in a stadium. I think I, I don't know what the word is on that, but those fans deserve a stadium. They get good attendance up there in New England. Yeah, it it seriously has grown. I probably started. They made it the MLS Cup playoff, or MLS Cup, and I think it was 2014. Yeah, they beat the Red Bull in the Eastern Conference. I remember that. And then they went to and play. They, I think they played Galaxy, right? Yes, they did. And, and they lost. They did. But I think it was from that point on, I think the Reds following started to significantly, significantly increase. I think this can segue very nicely into talking about them. But when they started making some of these bigger signings, I think when they started doing well, like they've been doing well the last two seasons, I'd say. I would say I so as well. I think it's a resurgence of soccer in New England, whereas probably 
2014, a little bit before, a little bit after, it was looking like will there be a soccer team in New England next season? Yeah, it's it's interesting to look at this Rebs team, and they, they've sort of put together a, a really formidable attack, and they've got a, a, a well-established coach in Bruce Arena. Um, his reputation in American soccer, of course, is um, some some people think it's tarnished by the the men's team not making the World Cup in 2014 when he was at the helm. But that wasn't entirely his fault. I think partly Klinsman is to blame before him. He only came in for like three games. Um, but Bruce Arena is an experienced coach. I hold him slightly responsible for it. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Why? A, a little he was at the helm. If you're in at the helm, you are in charge. I recognize that Klinsman definitely played a role in it, but Klinsman wasn't the man in charge when they didn't make the World Cup. Yeah, fair enough. Fair Nothing enough. more needs to be said on that. But, but it's undeniable that he's a he's a very good Major League Soccer coach. Absolutely. And he's established a, a a very good squad, and we can get into it. Uh, the attack. As we noticed in the MLS's back tournament and last season, Gustavo Bo and, of course, Carlos Hill, one of the best attackers in the league. Uh, Carlos Hill has had an interesting career, and he, he's on that line of, of players and that have come to Major League Soccer, and they were kind of average players in Europe. Um, Carlos Hill played for Aston Villa for a couple seasons uh, back in, like, you know, 2013, 14, 15. And then he was out in Spain. And then now he's in Major League Soccer. He's really proved himself to be one of the best attackers in the league. Um, so you've got Carlos Hill and Gustavo Bo and, and your Polish lad up front. Um, I like their I like their I like their attacking uh lineup. Absolutely. Those three, I think you couldn't put a better combination of attackers together in New England right now. And you've also got some very good young players and up-and-coming young players who a couple I've been really impressed with. Uh, one is Buchanan. What's his first name? Tejan. Tejan Buchanan, yeah. B-A-J-O-N. Really good fullback, man. Like, so so good going forward that I think Arena, from what I've heard, um, I was listening to one of my Major League Soccer podcasts, uh, Extra Time, and Bruce Arena was talking about how he sees Buchanan as a winger, not as a fullback, and I can totally see that. The way he gets forward is is sensational. And and uh, you mentioned Kessler before, right, Jacob? Yeah, you can't not mention him because he's young and he was on the U23 team that will break down maybe later. But, yeah, he's seriously, seriously talented for being a really, really young guy. Yeah, when I was watching the U23s, he was definitely one of the bright spots, his passing out of the back, and he's definitely one for the future. And then you go further back to Matt Turner, who has really established himself as one of the best goalkeepers in the league. And he's, he's such an interesting character because he's, 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 pardon my language, but he's fucking worked to get there. Like, worked, worked to get there. Mm-hmm. He absolutely has, and uh, I, I need to shout him out real quick just because he uh, he went to Fairfield University. He was a walk-on at Fair, Fairfield, my hometown in Connecticut. He was a walk-on at Fairfield U, man, and he somehow turned himself into one of the best goalkeepers in America, and he's uh, vying for that uh, for that U.S. men's national team spot as well. So, um, so it, it, it's great. 
it's honestly it's great to see and he's had a great season last year and uh this year if he if he ramps it up again you can, he can make that big move to europe i think for being 26 though yeah i still think he's got goalkeepers okay. yeah i think because goalkeepers tend to stay around longer you know 26 you don't right. goalkeepers don't really peak until they're older like a 26 year old midfielder or attacker you're like okay they're getting up there but 26 is young for a keeper in my opinion oh how old zach Stefan? Gotta be, you gotta be almost thirty now, Stefan. Back Stefan. You gonna look it up yeah, real quick? Yeah, he is twenty-five. Stefan's twenty-five. Okay, yeah. I mean, see, like yeah. you know, you got this this core group that has each of them have ten years left in them for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Keepers tend to go till thirty-four, thirty-five, thirty-six. Um, so, so yeah, New England. I like I just like the squad and I like Arena's experience. So I'm looking forward to watching them, and I know you are too. Yeah, um, they just I, gotta keep building. They gotta keep building on the success they've had. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of building on success they've had, they, this team coming in at number four, I'm so excited to talk about because they. I think they're they've got the most swag in the league, and they've got the most most. Uh, what's the word? Like they just got this this aura about them down in Orlando, Orlando city. It, it's unbelievable. Like the amount of uh, flair attacking players that they have at their disposal. And I'm so excited to see them play. There is a lot to talk about with Orlando, but I'll, I'll switch it over to you, Jacob, who, who stands out to you in Orlando? Cause I'll, I'll go over mine, but I want to hear who you stands out to you. Chris, Chris Mueller. Love Straight Chris up. Mueller, man. Straight up. I saw him a couple times watching MLS press ball, but he stood out to me in that, uh, what was it the January camp at the USM? Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously, obviously he wasn't with Orlando, but that he made an impression on me for sure. That kid was fast. He's young. Like I think his speed is what blew me away more than anything. He was just blowing past everybody, like everybody, and it was just like little. That was, and I think it was. I think I remember watching the Orlando City first New England game. That was absolutely crazy. And I remember watching, I obviously was watching both teams, but like that, I remember watching Chris Mueller in that, and it was hell of a game. Yeah. Seriously, hell of a game. He's real quick. And we've talked about Mueller on the show, and we've talked about uh, his, his pace and his, his likeliness to Christian Pulisic. I'm excited to see Chris Mueller, of course, and that, that's a great shout. And uh, along with his fellow American, Daryl DK, uh, the yeah. fir- former first first overall pick in the in the uh, MLS draft, has been playing his trade out on loan in in England for Barnsley in the Championship, and he's done absolute wonders for Barnsley. Um, he's been seriously amazing for them so far in their in their race to get race for promotion in England. Um, the call, the clause on DK's contract is, I think Barnsley have to pay 20 million and they offered 10 in Orlando city declined that recently. So I don't know if that deal is going to go through, but if DK comes back, man, that front line with Benji, Michelle, and we didn't, we, we didn't even get into the South Americans of the squad yet, but, but what are your thoughts on DK? I mean, this guy has been a revelation. Beast of a man, beast of a dude. And I think it's fully valid of Orlando to ask for that full twenty million. And if they get that twenty, that's huge. That's so yeah. much money. 
revolutionizing levels of money. I think that makes the biggest transfer in Major League Soccer if it goes through for 20. Yeah, I can't think of anybody else who would be anywhere, like anywhere close I think to Davies is up there. I think maybe even Tyler Adams. I, I don't know. I'm missing a big one. I, I know for a fact if you can look it up. No, you know what? I think Miguel Amiron has the biggest transfer fee. If you want to look that up real quick, if it's Miguel Amiron, it's between ten and twenty. No. Who is it? Barco. Barco. Fifteen million. Coming to the league, but exiting the league. Oh. Yeah, Atlanta uh, bought Barco for for yeah, like fifteen twenty, and I think also the new player for FC Cincinnati, uh, the Brazilian kid they just signed, also might be the most expensive, but. But uh, if DK goes for, for like $20 million, could you imagine? That would be unreal. That would be insane. That would be like, that would change. That would change. It would. Straight up. It would. Do you want to talk about the South Americans on this team? Because there's a whole bunch of them that I'm really pumped, pumped about. Real, real quick. Go ahead. It, 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 it is Davies with 13.5. Davies, right? Going. Yeah. Outbound. Out, yeah, that was the biggest. And then Miguel Amaron can't be far off that. That goes Davies, Altador, Adams, and then Almiron. Got it, got it, cool. Yeah, Tyler is on that list too. Um, yeah, so that, I mean, and then in terms of coming in Orlando, you know, we talk about DK potentially going out, but coming in, they've brought in another striker. Um, and, and if you're a soccer fan, if you've been a soccer fan for the past 10, 15 years of your life, you, you know Alexandre Pato. You know Pato, man. I mean, what what this guy's this guy has has pedigree, experience, and uh, he burst on a scene real young for Milan, and he scored that goal at the camp now, and everyone thought he's going to be the next great greatest thing in the world. But but from what I've seen from interviews with him, he he's like not a huge huge soccer fan. Like he doesn't enjoy the sport that much as other people. But I, he looks pretty happy in Orlando, and it's an exciting player to come to this league. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's. I'm looking at his transfer record right now. He's got everything. He's got Italy. He's got, I think, the Scottish Premiership in there. He was at Chelsea. Or no, he wasn't at Chelsea. He was. uh, Yeah, he was. He went out on loan to Chelsea. Pato did? Yeah, I had a feeling. Yeah, he only appeared twice. Yeah, I don't think he played. But uh, he's been everywhere. He went to China too, yeah. And then to Brazil and then to Orlando. Yep, he was in Brazil for a little bit, and now he's in Orlando, and he joins his fellow, well, not Brazilian, uh, Luis Nani is Portuguese, but um, they both speak the same language. But another South American, Nani, is uh, another guy who's been great for Orlando, great for the league. He's very emotional. He gets people going. He kind of likes to F around a little bit. So I'm excited to watch Nani this season. I'm excited to watch uh, Pato this season. Obviously, you've got um, Andres Perea, who has been great for the U.S. men's under-23s. Maurizio Pereira, of course, Orlando City's number 10. Uh, they just have a lot of weapons, Orlando, and that's why they think they come in at number four, Jacob. Yeah, let's move. Let's go over the West Coast. Um, let's go from Florida to the West Coast. Coming in at number three, we've got the Portland Timbers, who always seem to be in the conversation of of um, of of winning the MLS Cup. Uh, they 
beat Orlando in the MLS's back final. So, so if that's just any indication um, of, of where the squad is still at, um, I, I know, you know, the attackers, the question they could use a really big striker out and out striker during the CONCACAF Champions League, but Portland's always in discussion, Jacob. And uh, why do you, why do you think that is? I think they have a way of putting together a team very well from the back moving forward. Mm. And I think that is key. And then I think you got, you got Bobby Ball. I think their catalyst has got to be Diego Valer. The man, yeah. I think. I don't know. Obviously, they have a lot of good players. Otherwise, they still wouldn't be in the conversation. But I think Valeri is what makes that team tick. Mm-hmm. He does. Uh, yeah. He's made the team tick for the past 10 years. Um, then, then he's been there or, you know, whatever it is, eight, nine, but he's been, he's been one of the best signings in major league soccer history without a doubt. Um, other players that I'm really excited to, to see play for this team. You've got the Chara brothers, obviously Diego, everyone knows Diego and Yimmy, Jimmy Chara. Um, but young American players who I'm excited about on this roster, Jeremy Abobase, and also Eric Williamson, who, uh, who both I thought should have been in the U S men's. Uh, under 23 squad qualifying for the Olympics, but they're, you know, they're, they, they're, they show a lot of potential. Yeah. It'll be very interesting to see if they do indeed decide to bring in a big forward. Like who? I don't know who and for how much. Yeah. That's if you were to think of, of one forward in uh, Europe, that's on his way out right now. Maybe maybe needs a new club. Maybe he's going to be a free agent this summer. Does anyone come to mind to you? Like I, this is such like a off the off the cuff like thing. But I, I, like, could you imagine like Olivia Giroud playing for Portland? Like that would be sick. Yeah, it's a he's random one. A, he's not a bad guess. I don't think he's getting up. I don't think quite yet. I think he's got a couple more years of Europe left. He does. Yeah, I don't know if to be, but somebody like a Giroud would be pretty huge. Sergio Aguero is leaving Man City. Maybe he goes to yeah. Portland. <laughs> no, I think no, if anything, not. Aguero. <laughs> no, 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 I want him to go to Barcelona, team up with Messi, man. But uh, Aguero's not checked out that much. No, he's not. He he's not quite there yet. Um, shall be, go go ahead. It'll be just interesting to see how. The first couple months of the season goes for Portland because we talk about them being good, but we're not really saying a whole lot about their attack capability right now. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of it's on Abobase's shoulders. You know, they, yeah. I think they need another striker. They really do. Yep. It can't yep. be all him. So, so we'll see what happens. No. We'll see what happens. I feel like I feel like Portland should be the one team on our list where we place them pretty high, but we've got to asterisk their name on the list. Because For sure. They have the ability to be good, but we need to see it. Yeah, for sure. I, I think Orlando maybe could have gone in front of them, but that's neither here nor there. Um, let's, yeah, exactly. Let's, exactly. Uh, let's move on to number two. And I think, I think this team that we're about to talk about is solidified, you know, to, 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 to challenge Portland and Seattle for that Western conference title. So, uh, LAFC, I, I know this is one of your favorite teams to watch in the league, Jacob. So, you know, talk to yeah. me, what, what do you, what stands out to you in this squad? Uh, 
obviously, obviously he's the best player in the league, in my opinion, or one of the, the best. And I think ever since they came, what year did they come into the league? Was that 20? Probably 2018. That 20, was it 2018? Probably was yeah, 2018. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And they came in in 2018. They came in and they came in swinging and they've been swinging since they started and they've managed to get some really good guys over the years like Bradley Wright Phillips, like Lee Wynn, like all those seriously hardcore people that have been around the block in MLS for a while and they've proven themselves. Like, and they've kept their, I think they've kept a core group of people like Rossi, like Mark Anthony Kay, that are mm-hmm. keeping this team in contention year after year in their short, short history so far. Yeah, I think LAFC, the people who like follow them, like fans and stuff, will be a little disappointed of how they played last season. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they, they were disappointing. They weren't as good as them, and as good as they could have been. And I, I just think it come, came down to Vela not playing in the – MLS is back and like having a full roster and and a, and a bunch of other factors, but but uh, you know I, I'm excited about the squad. I, I I like where they're I like the direction that they're heading in. Um, Vela having a full season with Diego Rossi staying, and I, I just like the attacking uh, lineup. And I I love the midfield more than anything. I think it's such a mobile midfield with some Fuentes and Blessing and um, Mark Anthony K, of course. You know, it's it's a very good midfield, and it, it's a roster that will will certainly um, Bob Bradley will be happy with. I think that that he, that he has these players at his disposal. Disposal. Hundred percent, and still, in my recent memory, the, the most entertaining soccer game I have watched in MLS, their inaugural El Trafico game. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, when Zlatan scored the hat trick oh and. 20 minutes. <laughs> that game. That's, that is one of the best game, one of the best major league soccer games I've ever seen. seen. Without a doubt. Without a yep. doubt. It's a lot of time score. One of the best goals. I mean, it's not about Los Angeles. We're not talking about Los Angeles, but um, it's, that was Zlatan. That was all Zlatan. What a game that, that game, was. That game hooked me into both the LA team, really. Yeah. I think that was. And I'm sure that. Why we watch soccer, kind of thing. Oh yeah, and I'm sure that rivalry will will live on this season as well, as well. So yeah, how could it not? So I'm excited about LAFC. I just want to see Vela. Will Vela put up the numbers? That's that's a real question. Can he give us another, you know, uh, 20 assists, 20 goal season, or whatever it was that he had two years ago? So we'll find out. I know. I'm excited to watch Vela again at his at his full strength. Um, Them versus Austin. That'll be the game I've watched. Yeah, it's the opening day game, right? LAFC versus Austin FC. Yeah. Hell yeah. I can't wait for that one. I'm excited to watch Austin. Obviously, Austin isn't on our list, but what an exciting expansion team. What a sick stadium they're building and the players that they signed. McConaughey versus Farrell. (laughs) McConaughey versus Farrell. If if that's any any indication that soccer is growing and people are investing in soccer, that's it right there. Will Farrell has a team. McConaughey has a team. You know, we're we're getting all the big guns of, of Hollywood to, to buy these MLS franchises. It's awesome. Uh, <laughs> on the exact opposite end of that, a team that is not owned by a Hollywood uh, superstar, <laughs> but a team that was about to disintegrate like three years ago, and, and they were about to get relocated to to well, I think it was Texas, Columbus Crew, yeah. man. They, 
save the crew. Columbus are the are the reigning MLS champions and without a doubt come in at number one for our power rankings. I mean, they, they've only gone and improved this team. Ohio's finest, I guess. They're just they just breed soccer out there in Ohio. So um listen, place to have a good soccer team. Listen, man, they just know how to do it and uh, I think they're are they playing in the new stadium this season? I know they're building a new stadium. I don't I think they're playing in it. I know SC Cincinnati's playing in their new stadium. Obviously, Austin's playing in their, their new stadium. I don't know if Columbus is ready yet. Either way, the players that will be either playing in Mapfree or the new stadium are just quality, man. Like, Zellerian is just an unbelievable soccer player. Um, he's, he's in the same realm as Carlos Hill and Pazuelo, but he, he's really stepped it up last year, and um, he's a beast. 100%. Couldn't agree with you more. Then you got those key players like Zardes, who's been there now, who are a pinnacle for that team, really. Darlington like, Nagby. Yeah. Oh, that, that's right. I forgot he is there. Yeah, he's still mopping about. Still mopping about. Perry Kitchen. Perry Kitchen. Another MLS legend. Another guy who's been around uh, forever. Uh, but uh, two new guys, and you know these are play. These aren't young, and this is why I like these signings, right? Because you've got on um, one end of the spectrum, Bradley Wright Phillips, who we know can score goals, and obviously Zardes can't do it. Also, Bradley Wright Phillips, smart signing. He's gonna get you goals. You know that. And on the other end of the spectrum, or not same realm as Bradley Wright Phillips, Kevin Molino, who we know has the quality to succeed as a winger in this league. It's really exciting that, you know, you, you win an MLS title and you go out and sign two veterans, established Major League Soccer attackers. Yeah. So yeah. they're just, if anything, they're just showing their intent to go back and try to win another one. 100%. Couldn't agree with you more. It would be – I don't I, – I'd love to see someone else come in and unseat them. Me too. Like who, yeah. cha- who challenges them in the East, you know? Or probably Orlando, probably New England, yeah, Philly too. Probably, realistically, it's probably Orlando. Probably yes. Because Philly lost those big players in New England, maybe. I don't New know. New England, maybe. It, yeah, yeah. We just kind of got to see how it goes, I guess. I'd like to see Columbus challenge in the Concacaf Champions League too. I just want to see an MLS team win a win the Concacaf Champions League, not a Mexican team for once. Absolutely. And Columbus is in that. Atlanta United's in that. Uh, Portland's in that. And Philly's in that. And Toronto's in that. So listen, we we've got some some challengers, and those those start I think next week those Concacaf Champions League fixtures. So I, I'm looking forward to those games, and and we'll see what happens with that. But um, that's all stuff we can talk about at a later date. Yeah. Shall we wrap this one up? Yeah, you happy with our list? We can give it. We can give it one more run through. So we we talked about LA at ten, Toronto FC at nine, Sporting KC at eight, Atlanta United at seven, Philly at six, Seattle at five, New England. We threw in New England because we we added one more. <laughs> That's okay. So it's the top, top 11. eleven. Yeah, Orlando at four, Portland at three, LAFC at two, and Columbus at one. I think Columbus is a safe bet to to retain that title. DM up at Modern Era Soccer if you want to fight us about any of our list ideas. Yeah, yeah, hit us up on Instagram at Modern Era Soccer. I don't know how I haven't shouted out our Instagram yet. But uh, we will fight you on this list. 
Yeah, we will. We'll try Whatever to. You are, we will fight you. Right. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. But uh, all right, Jacob. Thanks a lot, man. It's been fun. Good to have me. It's always a pleasure. All right.